G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Bit of a sad day, we are doing the review of our last draft game of the season. We were knocked out on the weekend, we took on the great and powerful John Dean of Rugby League Guru Photographer fame, uh, formerly worked for Rugby League Week or Big League, one of the two, champion bloke, huge Dragons fan, and uh, done and dusted me this weekend. So season is Red Rover. Uh, where did it all go wrong? I guess for me, I'll probably look back on the injury of... Ryan Pappenhausen, that one was a costly one. Um, still managed to get to finals week two, uh, which was an okay effort. But to be honest with you, I thought I was pretty lucky to get there. My team was pretty shot. And even if I still had Pappy, uh, even this week, I'd be in some serious curry. Scott Drinkwater moving to six. Tom Dearden out. You and Aiken out. Uh, it's been a bit of a shit fight, along with a heap of other guys underachieving. So... <clears throat> I think for my team, considering Papi was out, I think finals week two was a pretty fair shot. Obviously, in a lot of draft competitions this year, it's been dominated by round one picks being out. You know, your Nathan Cleary's, your Tom Travojevic's, your Ryan Pappenhausen's, these sort of guys. Uh, in my comp, the four teams that are left, all four of them still have their round one picks. So just shows how important those round one picks are. And to be honest with you, even if I would have won this week, which it was bloody close to winning, probably uh, the most the, the biggest heartbreaking loss I've ever had, uh, um, going into this week, I would have been completely fucked. So it's probably for the best if John went through. I think his team was better than mine at this point anyway. Uh, he's a Cam Munster owner. Um, got a pretty decent squad. I think if, if you give me back Pappy, I think my side might have been better than his. But as it stands right now, his side was definitely better than mine. So uh, he definitely deserved to go on. It's better for the comp if he goes on. But let's get into the game from the weekend. Uh, it was incredibly tight. And um, you'll be shocked how it sort of played out. Went all the way to updates. Uh, and was a very, very tough watch. For me on Sunday night, it was very fucking grim. The first game of the week, we had uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs going head-to-head with the Penrith Panthers, and a cracking game it was. The Penny Panthers winning 26 222. Uh, for me in that one, I only had Isaac Tungo. Uh, the whole year I'd sort of had Tom Burgess and he'd done reasonably well for me, but he didn't play in this game, obviously. So I only had Isaac Tungo. Uh, for John, he had Cam Murray, Viliami Kikau, Matty Eisenhuth. So the weekend started really well for me. Granted, Isaac Tungo went under 39, but Cam Murray only got a 48. Magnificent. If, I, if you're going up against Cam Murray and he only hits a 48, that is gun. Kikau and Eisenhuth went 34 and 28. So at this point, everything was looking really good. He'd already wasted his VC. I was in a, I was in a good little spot. I was pretty happy with where I was at that point. Uh, we then had the Friday 6 p.m. game where the Cowboys took on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, he had Peter Hicker, who did all right, scored 50, uh, scored a try this one. He actually went off, then he came back on. So that was a bit of a roller coaster, but scored a try in that uh, that was essentially set up by Tom Deard and Scott Drinkwater. So that was a bit of an even upper. Uh, I had my VC on Drinky, who got 60. Tommy Dearden had a crack, cracking game despite uh, a ruptured testicle, scored 91. And Ewan Aiken scored 50, got over the line at one point, but had it taken off him, which uh, I think was a fair call. So at this point, I'm sitting I'm sitting pretty fucking well. Um, he hadn't had a player go over 50. I'd had, you know, 
two players go over 50 and you and eight can get a 50. So uh, I was sitting in a really good spot. I was feeling pretty confident. Scotty Drinkwater got a score of like 75 originally. I thought he'd lose a try assist. Uh, so I thought he'd come down to about where he was. He didn't end up doing that, but he was my VC. So I had to make a decision. Do I run with him or not? The late game that night was the Brisbane Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I only had Katoni Staggs in this game. He got a 40. Uh, John had Cameron Munster, Nick Meany, Kenny Bromwich, and Jesse Bromwich. Now the real kick in the dick here was that he had Nick Meany who scored 80 who of course was the goal kicker and the fullback for the Melbourne Storm who would have been Ryan Pappenhausen on this night so that was tough to watch an 80 for Meany he captained Cam Munster uh, who got what did he get 80, 86 so I got out of that pretty easy considering they scored 60 points for Cam Munster only scoring 86 I was very very lucky there so you'd, you'd take that every day of the week if you said to me that the Melbourne Storm are going to win big Cam Munster goes sub 90 beautiful I'll take it every day of the week so I was pretty lucky there Kenny Bromwich did well 59 Jesse Bromwich, a stock standard 40. Uh, we then moved to the Saturday games. Now, I didn't get to see too many of these. I was at a wedding. Then I was at the footy that night. So the Paramount Eels and the Bulldogs game, this was a bit of a worry for me. I had Max King. He scored 60, did well, but he had a line break and an offload at the very end of the game. So that sort of made him look a little bit more respectable. Jeremy Marshall King, who was probably my waiver pick of the year, uh, was averaging 60 at one point. I think over the last three weeks, he hasn't gone above 45. So a disappointing end of the season for Jeremy Marshall King, coming up with a 43 when it mattered. Uh, for John, he had three Parramatta Eels. He had Mitch Moses, Tom Opachik, Reid Marnie. Mitch Moses, just under a ton, 98. He did very well. Opachik scored 83, which was a fantastic nod as well. Reid Marnie... He scored 33, and he only updated to 35. I thought he'd update to a little bit more, so I was a little bit lucky there. But the Moses one, that sort of made life pretty difficult. We then had the Sharks and the Manly Seagulls, and I did all right here. This is the game where I sort of thought, fuck, I might actually win this now. Uh, Britton Nakora 71, Olakawatu, 70, and Dylan Walker, 52, along with Cola's 50. So uh, I didn't really – I obviously had Dylan Walker as my AE as well, so he was on my bench hoping for attacking stacks. Didn't get any, uh, but a 52 was solid. I'll happily take that as an AE. And then it meant that I had to make a decision. And this is, it, it turned out to be costly in the end. I was throwing up between Victor Radley as my captain or do I take Scott Drinkwater's 75 odd as my VC? I thought he'd go down a little bit, but then I had other people tell me that he thought he'd, they'd hold on to it. So it was a bit of a lottery. For me, I always take the approach of having points in hand. And uh, it's worked out for me for a number of occasions. It actually didn't on this time. I ended up taking Scott Drinkwater's um, 67, I think it was. Um, yeah, so I took that. Victor Radley ended up scoring 77. So if I would have actually taken him, it would have changed uh, the result of my game. But there I was on the end of Saturday night. I was sitting pretty well. I was sort of, I think I was 50 points in front and I had Matty Tomolko to come and he had Matt Fiegei and Xavier Savage. And the way it played out was crazy. Uh, Fiego did absolutely nothing in his game, but he managed to score a try. And then late in the game, he had a line break. And for me, the line break is the one that I look back on and thought, fuck, that really makes it difficult. Without that, he was looking at a very low score. Scored a try at halftime. Oh, sorry, scored a try in the first half at halftime. He was only on 27, so I was pretty happy with that. That line break in the second half sort of blew it over. But then came one of the great shit fights of my Supercoach career. I could not believe this one. The Raiders, they took on the, who did they play? The Newcastle Knights. Uh, he had Xavier Savage. I had Matty Tomoko. There was a play where Savage took it down the right edge. He threw it to Tomoko and he tipped on to Jordan Parter and they scored. When they scored it live, they gave Tomoko the try assist, which I thought was fair enough. Uh, I, like, I wouldn't have been shocked if they gave it to Savage, but I always thought it was Tomoko. Maybe I was being a little bit biased there. And it meant that at the end of that game, 
I was up by, I think, 24 points, yeah? So the round was done. I was up by 24. was very, very happy with that. And then over the next few hours, the updates came in. And, mate, you wouldn't believe it. It got down to the last game. I was in front by a little bit. All that we needed to get the updates was Savage and Tomoko. I knew that Savage was owed about six points from the start of the game where they missed a couple of hit-ups. So I knew that it would get a little bit closer, but I thought I'd get it done. And then... The dagger came. They took the triassis off Tomoko. They gave it to Savage, uh, which was a real tough one to swallow, and that put him in front. So John, 824. Myself, 816. So uh, easy for me to get upset about the triassis and whatnot, which did hurt. But I do understand why they made the decision. I would have gone Tomoko, and I think from an unbiased point of view, I would have gone Tomoko. But I understand them going to Savage. It's just that consistency that can be hard to swallow, but I'm obviously a little bit salty about that. But if I would have gone Victor Radley... As my captain, which, you know, easy to say in hindsight, but I did think he was going to have a big game. He played less minutes than what I anticipated, to be fair, uh, at the SCG. But if I would have gone Radley, I would have won that one. So no excuses there. Um, and as I said, even if I would have won this week, I would have taken on Steve, who I think he's got a much better team than me anyway. Without Pappy, I think his team is better than me just having that high captain play. Uh, but even if I was there this weekend, my team would have been completely shot. I would have had a good crack, obviously. Would have got Tom Burgess back. But outside of that, uh, it would have just been a bit of a shit fight, obviously. I mentioned that Tommy Dearden's out, so I would have been without a halfback. Uh, the other one, Ewan Aitken's out, so I would have been without a centre again. And whilst he's not a tremendous centre, he's, you know, he, he's a 50 to 60 centre because he plays in the back row. Would have been an easy plug in there against the Panthers. He probably would have got through a heap of work. So without Aiken, without Dearden and with Drinkwater, my main strike weapon, who was, you know, my 10th round fucking pick. He's the guy I'm relying on now. Uh, it would have been really tough. So I don't think there's a world where I could have beaten Steve's side this weekend. Steve, who writes for the Supercoach playbook. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who does win my comp, uh, whether it is him or John Dean. Obviously, I can't rule Johnny out with Cam Munster and stuff, but I'd probably lean towards saying that Steve will beat John and go into the grand final. And then I think on the other side of the table, um, Eamon, who I think is the favourite, he beat me in week one of the finals. He's got a pretty stacked team. Dylan Brown, Joey Manu, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Ryan Madison. It's a pretty fucking mean side. Uh, The only thing about him for the grand final is that he's got Latrell and Joey Manu, who they'll both be on the field at the same time, obviously. He's got Dill Brown and Ryan Madison, who are both on the field at the same time. So he's going to have to pick and choose uh, the right guys to go with. But that is my draft season done and dusted. I think we're going to do a review over the next few weeks with the weekly rubdown, where I'll go a bit more in depth on my side and where it went wrong in 2022. Uh, Finished the second week of the finals. It's actually the worst season I've had. I've done that once before. I did it last year, actually. Went out in the second week of finals, finished top four, went out in straight sets. So two years in a row, uh, finishing in my worst spot in my comp, which I'm pretty glad it's where it is. That's a pretty good result, but disappointing to go out two years in a row like that. Um, Last year, there was really no excuses. This year, had the injury and stuff, but so did a heap of other guys. So you've just got to deal with that shit in Supercoach. Had the the update, which is obviously heartbreaking, but sometimes those go your way. Sometimes they don't. Uh, it's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah, so I really look, I, I don't think this was my season to win it. Once Pappy went down, I sort of knew that I was in a bit of curry. Uh, gave it a good smash, 116 this weekend. Uh, happy with that. But yeah, disappointing to finish the season on that note. But I do think that the four teams that are left are better than my team right now. So fair whack to those guys and play on. Guys, a little bit later today, we'll be diving into beers and break-evens with Timmy Williams going into Bloke Studios to record that. Got all 
all of your questions ready to go. We'll go through a team list and we'll talk about some hot topics and have a look at Supercoach Classic, which I will be turning my attention to for the rest of season 2022. Only two weeks left now. We're ranked 180th in Supercoach Classic, so uh, we'll be trying to work our way into the top 100. I think the record for like my group of mates uh, is 81, I think it is, 81 or 89, one of the two. So if I can get into the 70s, uh, that would have been my ultimate aim to try and break that record there. It's going to be tough. I've got two trades up my sleeve, though. Uh, so hopefully we can make some good moves. I'm interested to see what suggestions Timmy has for my side. So stay tuned if you're a Supercoach fan, which I assume you are if you're still listening to this. Beers and Break Evans will be out on the podcast this afternoon, probably around the 3 or 4 o'clock mark, and the YouTube will be out by about midday. So plenty more Supercoach content coming your way on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Podcast.